This is the John Hallett Podcast with John Hallett. It's because the way we're living, we need to change it, make a change today, and all learn from failure. Maybe they just wanted it a little bit more than you. That's probably the fact. And now your host, John Hallett. Welcome back, everybody. I'm glad you could join me. Today, we were talking about my journey to where I am today, just talking training, different things, stories, see what comes up. You know, everybody's journey is different, and the tracks we take um, always lead us to someplace. You know, um, I do have to say, Josh does the show intro, and he, he looks like John Travolta, and he closes his eyes. It's super funny. Can you do it for everybody, Josh? Well, here, let me get myself Because I, I don't think I can do it. What do you mean? Like, when I, when I do this, when I'm like... Yes. And then you point to me. It's, it's called, called a cue. It's called a cue. It's called a cue, dude. It's called trying to make John laugh. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to get professional oh, yeah. here. Grab your cup. What cup? Your sippy cup. What sippy cup? Here you go. Where's it? Oh, there it is. You oh. always lose it. My daughter says the other day, she goes, is that your cup? And I was like, no, that's not my cup. I'm like, that's Josh's. What the heck? What's wrong with my cup, Lucy? I'm like, it's a sippy cup. So it's messed up. Um, it's not a, it's a, okay, fine. It's an adult sippy cup, but this thing gets me hydrated. I know I need two you of these before be I work out, right? I need two. two. After, I have two before I work oh out. Gosh. I drink a lot of fluids in the morning. I drink a lot of water. I know it's good. No, and I mean, like, I try to drink two a day, but sometimes it's like one and a half. But oh. I was like, no, that is not mine. Guess what came on Amazon the other day that she ordered? A sash? No. Like a really nice Like a sippy cup like that. Who did? Lucy. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, you got a sippy cup like Josh. She's like, it's just easier to sip out of. I'm like, I know, but it's just not manly for Josh. That's never come up before in the conversation. (laughs) I have said that's not manly. Whatever. Hey, sometimes you just, I identify as half manly sometimes. Half manly. Half manly. I like my sippy cup. There's a meme out there. People are like, white girls are going dehydrated unless they drink out of the giant Stanley cups. The first one I had that was blue, Yeah. like it's all the rage now. Is it? I was wondering why my wife was like, these are great, I love it. And I was like, another white girl trying to stay hydrated with giant Stanley cup. Yeah. Totally makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. One of Jenny's friends came in the other day with that. I'm like, look, you have a sippy cup. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's real. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Anything else going on? Well, uh, we've still been training like crazy. We still have the Clear Sky Defender for everyone to purchase. So if you haven't gotten yours today, you had a knife class just recently that was really yes. focusing on using it. And how did that go? Because that looked like a ton of fun when it was going It was on. good. Good. You know, um, always good to train with a group of people for, you know, a couple hours and just sure. get through some stuff. I yeah. mean, I had a guy asking me some questions, two guys asking me some questions. So I'm like... God, we just did two hours on this. Um, get into another one because it's yeah, it's specific. I'm I can't cover it all in one. on the side yeah. of a class that other things going on. I mean, I try, mm-hmm. but you know, one of the things that came up was what if? What do you mean by justified? Do if I fear for oh, my really? life, really? And I'm like, if I fear for my life, I'm like, that's pretty open ended. Like, how do you fear for your life? I mean, there's a lot to that. You can't just say, I feared for my life. life. Yeah. I mean. And I went to my knife. Could you have gotten out of there? Could you have avoided it? Sure. 
You know, if you blow any of the five elements of self-defense out of the water, or they, you know, the an attorney does, right? You're not justified, right? You're pretty. Screwed. Could you avoided the situation? You know, I'm and I'm hearing that a lot. I fear for my life. I can go to my gun. Yeah, I can go to my yeah. well. Yeah. How, what what's the context around that? Mm-hmm. You know, are are you able to get away? That's number one. That's just great self-defense sure distance get i don't right. want any part of you yeah if you're not in the fight stay away. if i can avoid it yeah it's going into that danger and it'd be one thing you know it pops into my head if you're going to protect somebody and you see somebody and you're like oh look at that you know that guy's bullying that other guy's really pushing him around and i'm gonna go and stand up for this guy even if it's not physically like hey take your hands off this guy like you're obviously bullying him Mm -hmm. in one manner like i remember seeing one not too long ago of like a a schoolyard drop-off kind of thing of one dad just pushing around i can't remember if he punched the guy to the ground or what happened but you know are you coming in there like hey let's let's back off here i don't know what's going on you know, that, that'd be one thing going to that danger, but sure. that still can get you in trouble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, in more ways than one. I mean, legally and physically, you know, coming into the defense of others, that, that's a tough one. You know, you want to protect people, but what if you're beating up Tara? Mm-hmm. When I come, I mean... Yeah, like what if Tara's beating you? That 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 makes more sense. (laughs) And I come to save my body. (laughs) And now (laughs) I do whatever to her. Yeah. There's a really good chance you as a spouse are gonna say, I was fine. Yeah. We're hurt, he's a misunderstanding, and now I let's just say worst case scenario, it she had a knife on you, whatever. And I shoot her. What if you don't come to my aid? Defense. S- defense. defense. Yeah. And say like, no. Yeah. He, he didn't need to help me for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, that, that's tricky. You come in and it help is. somebody and you get in the middle of a domestic and yeah. Oh, oh my god. Then gosh. you get sued later for saving a life, right? You could, cause you know, if you were to shoot somebody's spouse, and they lose their spouse. They, they yeah. try to or just injured case. them. Like yeah. even if it's just Medical you bills. injured them, broke their arm, whatever, yeah. and they could turn it against you. Wow. And now it's their word, two people versus your sure. one. And you know, let's hope there's video. But what if there's not? You know, we we like to say there's video everywhere, but yeah, sometimes you know, there's it, not. it's sometimes there's just not. But right. still, count on there's video, guys. Like yeah. <laughs> Like the whole, some of the old school dads telling these women <laughs> to to kill the guy. Yeah. Uh, that's, oh, I mean. Did you see students go to weapon too quick in the knife scenarios? Like, does the thinking change between the knife and a gun? Well, sometimes, fist? no, knife or gun, people go to it just as quick. I feel like they go, if they're going to the really? weapon too quick, mm-hmm. I don't think it matters what the what the weapon is. They're, they're They could be going too quickly. Wow. And that's not surprising because in, in training, like the stuff you do in training is the stuff you might do, we would do in real life. So that's something you've got to monitor when we, when you create these classes, you're like, you've got to figure out when, when to go to it, when you're actually justified, when not to, right? That's yeah. the biggest Making those decisions yeah. is so tough. 
But I feel, you know, sometimes when people are training, they're just so ready to go to the gun or the knife because mm. it's, they're thinking it like, okay, yeah. I'm doing yeah. knife training. And then they go to it too quickly and just kind of get too amped up because they're in that situation. But you got to be careful of that, that you don't always do that. Yeah. You know, there's those, hey, I just poked you, man. Yeah. Like, and you pulled your knife. Right. And that's, could you have escalated it? You know, sometimes the simplest thing is what we say in kids class, build a strong mind and a strong body. You know, the principles, you know, be smart. Mm -hmm. Just use your mind, outsmart the guy. Cause if you can just get away, wouldn't that be way better? I got two guys, am yeah. I justified? I, if I can just get out of there and avoid it versus now I've got a knife, I'm going to my knife, avoid it. Right. You know, I, I think that could be a real problem for people if sure. not just avoid it yeah. or going, well, I've got these skills and I'm confident, which is great that you're confident, but use your mind and go, you know, things go wrong in a split second. Yeah. Especially like, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I don't care who you are, you know, you could die at any point, like just one little mishap yeah. in the fight. Yeah. That's over. And you've lost your life. I mean, if you could have just avoided it and not even gotten that conflict in the first place, it's a whole lot better. Cause yeah. yeah. I had a trainer once tell me the fight that you don't get in is the one everybody wins. Yeah. And it's like, that made a lot of sense to me, right? He's like, use your head, get out. Don't yeah. do it. Be smart. De-escalate. I don't want to be there. Yeah. But it can be a problem. So and you focus, I, I was watching a lot of techniques. Do you feel like when you do those special classes, you can, you can really get into the deep level technique stuff with it that you can't normally in a class since you're just time so compact sometimes? Well, you can really just start building, building, building uh -huh. things and scenarios or whatever it may be. They can, they can get a lot covered and yeah, you can get more, you can go, all right, I'm not spending 10 minutes on this. I'm spending 15 minutes sure. and they get a, just an extra five minutes of, you know, here's a little nuance or, Hey, here's something else you guys want to think about. Cause sometimes when you're teaching, you're just giving a block of whatever it is. Mm. And there's always the what if, yeah. And sometimes you go, okay, well let's talk about where they could go from here. Sometimes we don't have that time. There's always time, 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 time problem, right? everything. So, yeah. um, we're all dying. So there you busy living, <laughs> but I feel like you can really just get in deep and spend some more time or at least build, build, build where in a class you might go, all right, we're spending 15 minutes total on this topic. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you let the class run long. I mean, it just depends, you know, I'll kind of, you know, feel and flow a class as I go and just take what happens in mm -hmm. there and take mm -hmm. where the students are going a lot. I mean, and that can be, tough for a newer instructor of like, you know, you should have a game plan know where you're going. Cause all of a sudden they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people like, have some sort of default, get them like, all right, let's go. Let's get four minutes of kicking in. Right. Let's practice some random kicking. All right. And it might be, you don't know where you wanted to go with the class or you're a little lost as a new instructor. Yeah. Sometimes I use it as a reboot. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like kids classes, we'll do a game. Just reboot the kids. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. You were really focused, you know, especially elementary school. They were really focused. All right, let's play a game. All right, boom, yeah. bring it back in. It's just a little system reboot. 
grabs his attention again. I've seen you do that with the kids, and it works really, really well, because by the end of the game, you've got them into the next technique and stuff. And yeah, just, they, really they had good. a little fun. It yeah. just gives them a little break. It's like recess. You yeah, know, it can be... Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, probably two minutes. It could be like a little four minute game. And a lot of the games I play, you know, we try to have, it's either athleticism, mm. <laughs> coordination, or just they're getting a little tiny workout sure. as part of the game or like, you know, pizza delivery game. They're working their fight stance, mm. delivering pizzas. They freaking love it. Um, <laughs> that was fun. So, so have you done a lot of big game, like other training like that? Like you offer a knife class and somebody, you know, your students take it. So did you take a bunch of stuff like that in your early career? Were you going to, because I've seen, you said you've trained with Bass Root and you've trained with some pretty big names that are out there. And you do the trial by yeah. fire. And so, you know, way back when would always, Krav Maga would always do seminars were usually the bigger thing. You know, I didn't do a lot um, in ta on Taekwondo. We did tournaments and stuff mm -hmm. like that and occasionally, and I really didn't like doing tournaments. Um, I really did it for my instructor. Really? Um, so you weren't into the competitive side and a lot of that stuff? No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like Taekwondo sparring oh. at all. You know, I trained with a guy, Jack Marshall, Rick LaRue, and different other guys along the line, and we'd usually train on Sundays and do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jack was a boxer, we're dad in, um, what was, what was that guy's name? Doesn't matter, but guy that did judo mm -hmm. would, you know, mix in whatever we could mm -hmm. without him going, Oh, that's against the rules. You mm -hmm. can't do that. It's not Taekwondo. And we eventually kind of convinced him a, a bit in classes for sparring that, Hey, we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. Like we're the client. <laughs> hey, the new people don't want to do it. That's fine. If you want to like. But when we're going together, I'm going to punch Jack in the face. And he's going to punch me in the face. Mm -hmm. um, so wasn't too into it. You know, even one early tournament, I wasn't even early. Uh, it was just a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I think I was uh, a first degree Taekwondo. I guess I was first degree Taekwondo probably. Um, maybe red belt. I don't know. Um, and I was sparring with this guy second or third degree. Yeah. And I had just been so diligent and not throw, I didn't even throw any punches in training. Like, don't punch anybody, don't punch anybody, don't punch anybody in the face, don't punch anybody in the face. <laughs> it was the first thing I do is like, and I just, yeah, I just threw a left straight at the guy and he covered his face. Oh, it's against the rules. And, you know, I lost a point. I probably lost on points yeah. because I got deducted points. But I remember seeing the guy in the locker room. He's like, that was a good, that was a good punch, man. Like it was a left straight. Dude, toughen up. <laughs> like it wasn't much. Um, it, it wasn't much. Uh -huh. I mean, it might've been quick, you know, yeah. but it was nothing really behind it. There was nothing like this one's coming, like you're coming. Yeah. It, it was really just a straight, like, not, I mean, I was probably in a Taekwondo stance, too. I mean, it yeah. probably didn't have a ton of, it wasn't a, a good fighting stance, so to speak, like what we use. And sure. Like, are you serious? Like, huh. those things, I mean, I used to, I took all the padding pretty much out of my, like, the protective vest that you had to wear. Because I really? felt like uh, I was letting things hit me especially kicks because you had that padding yeah and people were relying on that pad that you were wearing for yeah, taekwondo yeah. so i just you know and my instructor would make me yeah. take it out master miller like you gotta have your chest protector on 
It's, you know. But I'm going to have that in a street fight. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm not. It's in the way it kind of messes up my. Yeah. You're all like bulky underneath you and oh, you got to wear it. It's, you know. And, okay. So I was respectful. I'm like, I'll wear I'll wear it, but I'm going to take the stuff out. Really? I mean, that's... <laughs> like I modified like the, the piece underneath your arm and I like dipped it down so I could get my elbows in and protect my ribs a little bit. <laughs> I was wearing it. Yeah. But it, it took him a while. I mean, eventually he figured it out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> There's no padding in your thing. What are you I'm like, doing, man? I've got the chest protector. On. <laughs> right. There's no padding in it. Oh. But you know, going into yeah. Krav Maga, you know, I did a lot more. Like, you know, the Boss Rutan thing that they had a thing called the uh, what was it called? The Ultimate. Combat, what was it called? Ultimate Combat? Yeah. I forget. Was that the, the very start of the UFC style stuff? No, well, no. Okay. Um, but Boss had been friends with some of the LA guys yeah. um, out there, and they did Amir Peretz that was on National Geographic um, one. Yeah. Um, that fo- that featured Krabaga. He like did better in like, the whole test that they put him through. Wow. Under stress, they put him in heat of like the desert. Sure. And he did better. Yeah, he's a phenomenal. That guy's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. Um, we'd do that, and Darren Levine did that. It was like two or three days or something. Crazy. So you used to get exposure to that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a good one. We did a Krav Maga in Boston Beach weekend that uh, really? Dennis Amato, Krav Maga Boston, kind of had a student that had a um, property. I think we we're we we're near Gloucester. And for all of you, it, Gloucester. Oh, Gloucester. See, that's how I would it's have pronounced Gloucester. Gloucester. <laughs> um, don't look at me that way. <laughs> it's just some of the words you say You go, go there. <laughs> and you ask somebody. You sounded so how natural do you coming out of you, too. You ask somebody where. Gloucester Where is, is Gloucester? They're going to be like. Gloucester? Like, oh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. So it was nice. You guys are on a beach. You were so we there. did that. That was fun. Um different people exposure um ernie kirk from philadelphia did a bunch of stuff that guy's great um i believe he's still uh kramaga pa or whatever it is but ernie kirk he's phenomenal guy i mean he had somebody in on there that did i forget what style was like basically take a punch to the throat or groin forget the name of the style but basically you know um that was pretty impressive but uh, i i asked the it was i was a female so she was like and she didn't look like some freaking tough freaking warrior like whoa yeah. this girl looks like she's in the ufc she looked like somebody's mom is what i say really um and she could take a punch to the throat and i had i had trained with her one other time and probably after um maybe before i don't even know no i guess it was before um the first time i met her because ernie parted me parted me up with her and man she was tough she was a really? good fighter she could take it and I was asking her, I'm like, okay, so, and tell me a little bit. Well, I can't share was the, I'm like, okay, your instructor will ban you or death touch you or whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I, like, sure. But I'm like, here's what I, I can you do that live? Mm-hmm. No, it's more of what, you know, as a fighter of being able to absorb a shot. Sure. You know, brace for it. Be condition prepared. your body to take hits. I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. Yeah. It took you a ton of years. You can stand there and go punch me in the throat. But if I just punch you in the throat, you're going to be in trouble. Who was that that died that Houdini. 
Because Houdini, because he always had the thing you could strike in the stomach, he wouldn't be hurt. Yeah, he died randomly. like some random college kid, right? That they yeah. invited backstage, killed him. Yeah, he hit just him randomly stomach. punched him, and, and took the, like internal bleeding or something. Yeah, because he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, like yeah, and all means the crazy nothing. things. And again, you got sucker punched, and yeah. you know everybody. Or we just talked about it. Life is fragile, so we did a bunch of, yeah. you know, a bunch of those. Sure. You know, then just, you know, all the training. Um, and getting exposure um, from all the way from, you know, my level one is how we used to do it way back when. Um, you go to level one, seven days, <laughs> level two, <laughs> seven days, um, three, same thing. They got shorter at what they called expert series once you were in the old Krav uh, Worldwide, how they did it um, before they lost the trademark. And you got exposure to so many martial artists that yeah, were coming to add Krav Maga to their school. So that was always fun and you could network and, you know, you'd be like, okay, what are you doing here? You're like, Krav Maga is very open. Like, is there another, does, something, does somebody else have something else here? Yeah. And working through problems and testing different, different things that would come up. So those were always a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. Um, in there and... You know, we had, gosh, um, the law enforcement certification, um, big Greg Allen and I went to that. It's been a long time. Yeah. You know, those are fun, you know, getting to, to train in those um, and doing their, you know, their Krabaga Alliance's civilian force training certification that you had to be a certain level in Krabaga sure. to be able to do it, that you, you know, are I got it. I don't know if it was like what belt it was, but you had to be up there in rank to be able to get civilian certified to go through all the law enforcement stuff. And that was a whole ton of fun. Sure. You know, the scenarios were always, I felt like the most fun. And when you <laughs> left these, you, you, you would then instruct people that like you, you took the law enforcement once so you instruct law enforcement. Yeah, we were, we were training. Um, we had some of the guys from Douglas County, Oh, wow. Um, Sheriff's Department training with us back then. Yeah. But, you know, it's law enforcement so hard because then they yeah. have their definite protocols and it could be different. And we'd be like, hey, if you if your arrest and control is different than what we're doing, then just do yours. Sure. You know, I'm mean, like the simple answer is they have more to worry about even mm -hmm. back then mm -hmm. of and they had to arrest the person. <laughs> they mm -hmm. get handcuffs on this person. You know, Krav mm -hmm. Maga law enforcement is very similar to civilian stuff. You know, they have their gun to worry about. They have other factors, but it's not really any different. Sure. The core of it, they just have other considerations. You know, am I, are they going to their taser? Are they going to their fire? What, you know, what are the circumstances? And then they have to put somebody in handcuffs where, hey, if I neutralize that person, I get away. <laughs> Boom! That's my. I don't need to arrest this person. I just want to get away from them. They're they've got to put them in cuffs and take them into custody. Mm -hmm. So those right. are different. But we, you know, we ran into like everybody had their method. Like I used to, like I got. I haven't done arrest and control in forever because it's just sure. easier to go do what you're training in, and spend more time doing the things that I specialize in. Like you guys are doing this on duty all the time. Sure, you're having to do your department's protocol that just do that and when you're doing your in-service training do that sure and the rest of it is what we do here really to put it simply yeah um that's what i felt um 
what we did, you know, was even then when we came off of it, like, hey, if you have your method, just do your method that works. Sure. You know, I mean, do it. It's a whole adopt what works principle. With or, it. yeah, what your department's protocol is. Yeah, yeah. You need to do it for work. Because you have so, to do it within the confines of the law, right? But, yeah, those were fun. Really I mean, hard. I bet. But I bet. just the law enforcement training of, yeah. you know, I always say, have a bad guy persona. And that's like, oh, John did this. Or like, oh, sometimes you're, you even go, oh, it's John. Yeah. He's going to, I'm like, I'm being the bad guy. And I have lots of, and people get very confused. Like, I'm just playing a role and those are you know those are super fun i would yeah. love to i don't i don't know whatever happened to those i know somebody was filming them i never um saw those but when we were doing because it was super boring if you weren't doing yeah the, stuff. the scenario and you're waiting for all the other guys and girls to go it's boring sure. so i i got myself on the bad guy team on that one <laughs> I don't know how I came. I'm like, let me be in there. Give you know, and let me be a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we we're doing simunitions. I don't know what we yeah. were. It could have been um, ram guns. I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, what's the other stupid one? Uh, airsoft. Stupid. Airsoft. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we we're doing simunitions, but um, for money, we might not have been. But I got myself on the bad guy team. That was just so fun. I bet it was because you're always busy and you're doing something. Yeah, and you know they're right? like. You know they're coming in and you know they're trying to do their room entry. You know they slice in the pie or are they just coming in and what are they going to do? So, you know, I was harassing the, harassing my fellow classmates. Like, That's shocking. Come on in. Yeah. Come on. Slice the pie. Come what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But, like, you know, bad guys know. They know you're waiting to come in. Like, come yeah. on in, sucker. Like, you're coming in. got to make it really tough. You know, and it's like usually there's somebody in there help me help me sure like come on are you gonna save them what are you gonna do um we're waiting for you yeah, yeah, yeah come on in you know it's fun being a bad guy i <laughs> really relish that, huh? that was it's fun it puts yeah. people like it should be fun training should be fun yeah right and when people are sucky you're like dude you're like how many times i'm like josh like dude like enough I, a lot and it's part of it but i'm like god like Give me something decent here to work with. Like, I know, I, like, I know. I'm, I'm waiting for you to show me something. You're like, quick, quick, just come at me. <laughs> just do just something, something better than that. Stop laying on top of me, a-hole. Doesn't even have to be fast. Just do something. So of all of those that you took, which one like stood out as like the toughest or the one that took the most uh, endurance? Like, You know, there's a big difference. There's like the mental endurance, there's the physical endurance, and that sometimes they're just... They're just hard. So if you had to like rank one is really, really hard, which one stands out? I don't out? know. I mean, really, I mean, different tests are all, I mean, they all get harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Right? They all get harder. And at the time, that was the hardest one. Right? Really? You're like, oh, the last one was the hardest one. <laughs> um, and, you know, the typical, my black belt test was harder than yours. Oh, you know, people yeah. like, you know, my blue belt test was harder than yours. Um. You know, level three for what we did with Krav Maga Worldwide, level three was a big one because now you're going into the expert series. It was kind of like a stopping point. Really? Like a lot of people had to retest. You know, it's pretty common. People would have to retest on level three. And man, I knew a couple guys out of Boston that I knew and trained with and would go up, man, like I can't believe you went back to that thing twice or three. I think, oh my God, three times. 
man, the tenacity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I freaking you failed it. I'm like, you did it again. I'm like, man, freaking hats off to you. I don't do that one again. Wow. Um, level three was tough. I mean, there was a lot of sparring, a lot of sparring in that one. So I can remember just we were grappling and just the amount of people on the sidelines kind of hurt or, oh, I got an injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows what um, thing. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah, but, that was for your third degree? Huh? That was for your third degree? No, one. no. This yeah. was level three. So, oh, oh. So, um, essentially the equivalent of green belt. You know, we've added about here. Yeah, yeah. Um, to keep people chasing it and staying on track and other reasons we we've hit in other podcasts, but um, no, that was essentially green belt. Then you were going into the expert series of instructor. And this was for instructors. You had level, you had one, two and three. Yeah. So it was yellow, orange, green. And then you went into the expert series, which it was phase, uh, those were, and also called phase A, and A, B and C. And then you went to expert one, two, three, four, five, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Uh, so that was a tough one because it was a stopping point. And they, they made sure you were at a, at a certain point, point or yeah. otherwise you would fail if you weren't there. Wow. So, you know, you might've gotten through one and two, you know, by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> like, ooh, yeah. just made it through. You know, they're like, oh, I think he's all right. He's going to get better. But then you didn't get better Yeah. Uh, for three. And they're like, Go back and do it again. Yeah, wait so, year. Um, that was a tough one. You know, I mean, first degree black belt's always tough, but yeah. you know, different different seminars that we do, even just different trainings with John Whitman. Yeah, um, I always tell people um, the one uh, Brent Wilkinson, um, really good good Kravaga guy, uh, went into law enforcement. Actually, he was. I think he was a full-time instructor for Krav Maga Worldwide, then went with John to Krav Maga Alliance, and somewhere along the line, I believe, uh, he went uh, full-time law enforcement. But, man, that guy, um, he was a beast. There still is, I'm sure. Um, But he was, like, picking me up off the ground. It was, uh, um, I forget, I think it was probably Brent. Um, I don't think it was John, but it could have been John that uh, said, people were grabbing grabbing kicks, people going in, nothing super heavy. Um, and people were grabbing legs and kicks and I was just dealing with it. Like, all right, you're grabbing my leg. And if you haven't swept me already, I have a chance to throw a jab in your face and try to work escaping that. Um, but they, again, somebody went, all right, full speed kicks. Let's see you guys grab kicks now. Mm-hmm. So full speed kicks meant people were kicking to the groin at full speed now, um, too, which you're like, I think he was talking about rib kicks a lot or like higher front kicks that people are pulling. Um, and oh man, that, that, I, I lost track of like getting kicked in the groin, like like 12 or 13 times. I'm like, I've been kicked so many times and I'm not wearing a cup. So it was a good tag, like, okay, stay in the fight, like, keep fighting. And you use those opera, those tough days of, okay, I've been there, I've done that. Mm. And it's just, it was terrible. I remember I was kind of getting into, like, with the clinch with Brent, and he's a bigger, stronger guy, and he's throwing knees, and I just, like, boom, 
down. And he kind of, you know, get up. And Whitman goes, hey, he's good. Like, he's had enough. Like, have you seen how many he's kicks taken. he's taken and he, and gotten up? Yeah. Like, I think we're at the end here. But, you know, he didn't realize that because he was yeah. sparring with other people and whatever. And Whitman was like, dude, he's been getting up plenty over and over. or getting kicked and staying up at this point. Like, you're just going down to a knee. You're going like. Yeah. Well, so much the body can take, too. And he's like, like wow. he's had enough. And it was just like, oh, that was terrible. Yeah. That was terrible. Like, so that one. Which one? Yeah, I just remember going, I don't want to sit on ice because oh, that's going to sound miserable. But. Man, I was just remembering the hotel or just like, yeah. oh my God. That's so that was probably the most uh, physically demanding one that you did? Probably not. What was the most, okay, so that's the question is, which was the most physically demanding? You know, if you want to know, you might have to hang on to next week. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Again, uh, proud sponsor is us here at Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness. If you want to support the podcast, it would really help us out. Get on to shop.rmsdf.com. Get a bunch of new products on there and look for some new stuff coming to Clear Sky. And that is shop.clearsky.training. I messed that one up the other day. It is Clear Sky. It is shopclearsky.training. And you can train with us or get our videos on clearsky.training. Start a membership. We're always improving that with our videos there and we'd love your feedback and request there and if you want to get in touch with me info at rmsdf.com if you are normal and send me a normal email i will but if you are on our youtube channel we should probably put this out as a short i am not on there and every time i go onto the comment section for anything it just makes me mad or affects me. Like I just told Josh this morning, I went on, oh, let's see what people put on this. You know, everything is negative. There's five comments and I believe all five, maybe one, but I think all five of them were negative. I don't even know if I listed all of them. Like this is why I do not look at the comments. If you want help, if you want to make a comment to me, don't look for it on YouTube because I am not going to comment because reading those things are just annoying. There's just so many hateful, soul. hateful people out there that, you know, just have, they just want to bring everybody else down and just say mean things. And I don't need that. There's enough negative out there. So we are out of here, guys.